What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, October 8th, 2015, and you guys are listening to episode 228. Uh, I hope everybody had a good week in between. Uh, it's early on Thursday, guys. Um, <clears throat> was going to do it all hours of the night on Wednesday, but I was like, you know what? I got a lot of shit to talk about. Let me do it fresh early in the morning on Thursday. And uh, I was going to take a nap because I'm exhausted and I've been running around. But I said, you know what? I got to give the TVE listeners the show. Give them what they want. They have my back. I got to have theirs. So you guys will have this in a couple hours. You will still have it in the AM on Thursday. All right? Um, But I do have a ton of stuff to talk about on this podcast. This podcast will have a new movie review, which I saw This podcast will have uh, some stuff on sports. This podcast has a crazy unacceptable, uh, unacceptable that uh, will be be a good one, Um, and just a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Um, The festival, uh, can't thank you guys enough for the album, something amazing with the album going on right now, and um, just about to go on a really big tour. So a lot of cool things to talk about. So sit back, relax, wherever you may be, whether you are in your office, in your cubicle, on a treadmill, in a car, buckle up. It is time for TVE episode 228, and uh, I got a good one for you. But of course, everybody, before we get started, got to shout out the sponsors of the Verzi Effect podcast, gonzofame.com. Go to gonzofame.com for the best most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today, comedians that are on the rise, comedians that are established. Um, It'll be comedians that you've known for years who are big-time celebrities and big names or also up-and-coming guys that you haven't heard of. All have great stories. All get interviewed great by uh, the one and only Dave Gavry out there in Chicago, funny up-and-coming comedian out there in Chicago who put this website together And uh, I can tell you firsthand, it's amazing because uh, I interviewed with him. And uh, like I said, he's the type of guy, there were a couple things we talked about. And before he put out the interview, he's like, do you want me to, you know, I was like, hey, man, I'd rather you not say that. And he was like, no problem. And that's, that's amazing. You know what I mean? And not like hiding good stuff, just kind of like stuff that you're like, ah, you know, I wouldn't fucking say that to anybody. You know what I mean? And that's the kind of guy he is. So, um, comedians, if you uh, are listening to this and Dave wants to interview you, do it because he'll do it right. And as far as people who are just fans of comedy, you will get an amazing interview. Uh, he's got amazing comedians on there. Just go to gonzofame.com. Everybody from anybody is on there. Um, also Brookings Mediation and brookingsmediation.com. Um, John Burton uh, who's the, uh, who's been doing this for a long time. If you're going through anything like a divorce or you need to settle debt that you're just overwhelmed with, or you're going through a bankruptcy, all kinds of stuff, um, that you want to avoid court and legal fees. And you know, you don't know what your options are. Brookings mediation will help you. Uh, they are not lawyers. They do not give legal advice. What they do is they act as a mutual party and they try to come to an agreement between two parties going through something. It saves a ton of time, a ton of time, um, not having to go to court and get court dates pushed and all that shit. And sometimes the laws are already set 
where you're paying anyway, so you're getting fucked anyway, and the law is going to be what the law is, and you're just paying through the nose when you could go to mediation and uh, save yourself a bunch of money and time, and they're really good at it. John Burton will give you a free consultation over the phone wherever you are in the country. Okay, I know there's a lot of people going through divorce. I know there's a lot of people bankruptcy and debt and all that stuff, and I'm happy to pair up with uh, these guys and really try to help uh, people. So uh, you can call uh, for a free consultation, 877-415-7770, or go to brookingsmediation.com. Talk to John Burton. If you tell him that uh, Paul Verzi and uh, TVE Podcast sent you, you will get a uh, up to a 30% uh, discount on, on his services, which is incredible. Okay, a lot of people are using this, and I think a lot of people don't even realize that it's there. Uh, so check that out. That's brookingsmediation.com. Um, also, All Things Comedy. I want to thank All Things Comedy. That's where my podcast is. Go to allthingscomedy.com. You can see amazing podcasts on there. Also, uh, follow them on Twitter, at All Things Comedy. And uh, speaking of that, um, I'm very happy to announce that uh, I, I believe, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, don't quote me on this, but I believe that my album is, um, you know, I, th- I don't know if it's one of the only ones that made it to Billboard, and guys, I cannot even tell you, from, from All Things Comedy Records, so I'm so happy that All Things Comedy Records uh, believed in me enough and wanted to work with me and my album, and uh, now we're sitting on Billboard, and uh, guys, again, I, I don't want to, you know, beat a dead horse here because I thanked you guys uh, last week and, and I don't want to, I know you guys are like, yeah, yeah, fucking stop thanking us. Just get on with this fucking thing. I want to hear about this unacceptable. I want to hear about the movie you saw. Relax. We got a lot of time. As you guys can tell, I'm a little fired up. I'm a little, you know, it's it, it, just chill out, all right? We'll be fine. Um, Again, arguing with nobody. So I... Uh, want to thank you guys because, I mean, you guys really showed up, man. Like, I swear to God, you guys showed up and, and everybody did. I can't believe that the support the album is getting. Um, you know, it was uh, number one on iTunes for a while, opening week. It went wire to wire, number one, and I was just so thrilled and happy to have that happen, and, and I didn't expect it. And then all of a sudden, I got contacted. I, I get an email, and the email says, uh, hey, I just uh, want to let you know it looks like your album is making our charts, and it's going to be on Monday, can you give me, you know, X, Y, Z, all this different, like, stuff that we need, logos, and, and, and codes, and all this stuff that the record label have, which I didn't know, and I look at the email, and I look under the name, and everything, and it said, Billboard Magazine, Billboard Charts, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's not, like, Billboard, Billboard, and it was, and I was completely overwhelmed, and honored, and I couldn't believe it. And then to think, oh my God, my album just made fucking... I mean, guys, I, I can't even thank you guys enough. I was like, my album is going to make the top 100 comedy albums on Billboard. And they were like, yeah, we don't know what position you're going to be in. And I said, yeah, do you have any idea like where I'm going to be? You know, I mean, I didn't care if I was 100 or 99. I mean, I thought maybe 199 or since I did well on iTunes, maybe I'd be 80, 70, maybe 50 tops would be fucking amazing. And then... um I got a phone call from my wife the morning that, uh, you know, we hit up on Billboard and uh, she just said, you're number four. And I was like, what? And she goes, you're number four. And it didn't even register. And I got, I was like, I'm Billboard? And she was like, yeah. And I, I couldn't believe it. And, you know, I'm being beaten right now by uh, Jim Gaffigan, Weird Al Yankovic and some like funny, like comedy rapper guy. So 
to be in that company and to be the second straight stand-up um, on Billboard right now is is insane. To be number four on that list is truly a dream. So uh, once again, guys, you guys showed up for me, man. You guys bought my album, and, and that's why it's doing so well. And I, I can't thank you enough. It's overwhelming and uh, awesome. So you guys rule. If you didn't get it, check it out. You know, the album is doing really well. And the best compliments I get are when people are like, I'm having a bad day. And I was like, fuck it. I bought your album. And I just honestly made me laugh. It's exactly what I needed. And that's all that I could ask for. So um, fucking awesome. Speaking of thank yous, I uh, had a great time at the Toronto Festival, uh, Just for Laughs, Toronto, JFL uh, 42. And they only picked like 42 comics. I went out there and did it. And um, my solo shows were, were so much fun. And thank you guys so much. The people of Canada and the, and the comedy scene out there was amazing. The fans in Toronto were amazing, respectful, great comedy fans, but also great laughers and just like into the show and really comedies like savvy and all that. So I would, if, if I'm telling you, man, if, if you're into comedy, and I'm, I'm sure you are if you're listening to this podcast um, and you can't make, you know, if you can't, I mean, you should obviously the Montreal Comedy Festival is the best in the world, I think. I don't think it, there's any place where you could see better stand up, but um, they do the same thing in Toronto a couple of months later. So uh, Just for Laughs Montreal is in July, uh, you know, and it's like a two week thing. But then in... Um, September, end of September into the beginning of October is just for laughs, Toronto. And there's only 42 comedians they bring, but it's just great shows and a great time. Toronto is an amazing city, underrated city. It just became the third biggest, I think. Um, it's, it's like they're putting buildings up like the skyline. It's like you feel like you're in New York City there. It's awesome. And the comedy is great. The food is great. The people are friendly. Here's how friendly the people are. And I said this on stage. They were singing fucking Green Day at cafes. Just people eating. I mentioned that. They're just singing Green Day. People are so fucking nice. I tried buying a lighter for like 50 cents. And I flicked the lady that wanted, you know, one of their $2 chips. You know, that's what I said. Everybody laughed because I was like, you guys, your money's like casino money. I gave a $2 fucking coin and she's like, no, 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 that's your dollar. You could buy some chocolates. I was like, who the fuck says that? Who does that? How nice do you got to be to A, not take extra money and then tell the person what you they could buy with it? it, it the people were just amazing there. It was just amazing there. Eating shawarmas and shit. We had a great time. I did a really funny podcast with uh, Mike Ward. Shout out to Mike Ward. Very funny comic from Montreal. And Ari Shafir. And um, <laughs> this dude, you know, we had a really good time. It was uh, a lot of fun. And um, shit, who else was on the show? Uh, Derek, uh, this dude, I forgot. I don't care. He's a Canadian uh, comic. And... Um, he was on for a little while, and then he was he was drinking some beers, and he just got off the uh, podcast afterwards, and then it was me, Mike, and um, Ari, but we had a great time, and uh, everybody there was awesome, so thank you so much for that. Coming out to my shows, Canada, you guys rock. Um, now, I want to talk about a couple of things here before I... Before I get to my unacceptables, here, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to talk about this, then I'm going to get to my unacceptable, then I'll do your guys' unacceptables, and then we'll go on through all this stuff. Uh, we're only at 11 and a half minutes, guys. We're doing good. So I hope everybody's, I hope everybody is uh, settling in right now. I got my fucking Starbucks Cool Lime Refresher. 
And I didn't go to fucking Starbucks to get it. I brought the shit home. I'm making the shit myself. So, I'm getting tired of this shit. I'm getting tired of... I, you know, I don't even know how to say this without sounding like a dick. And, and, and I don't want women to be like a dick. But, like, I saw a sign on uh, Facebook. And it was just like... It was a girl holding up a sign saying, like, Feminism... How many female presidents have there been in my lifetime? Zero or something. And I just want to say, like, some fucking chick sitting there in pajamas holding a fucking sign. And I, and I was meaning to say this. I, listen, I know, ladies, sometimes it's harder for you guys. I get that shit. You know, I understand. I see it. You know, I know. Listen, everybody that, you know, has a cause, usually there's a reason for the cause. You know, Black Lives Matter all that stuff, even though I'm not, like, thrilled with that fucking slogan, you know, um, I, I get it, I understand it, you know, I, I see that, you know, um, cops are fucking terrible and they're worse to black people, and that's all there is to it, you know, to say that 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 that, that doesn't happen is, is crazy, it does, you know, whether you want to be like, no, nah, but they, you know, it's just, dude, did you show that the media? Listen, I know the media shows shit, but let's be honest. I mean, we all have a black friend who's been pulled over because they've been black. It's not fair. It's not right. I get that. But then once the cause goes on, it becomes like almost like that's always what it's about. And it's always constantly going to that. And I feel like that's like almost like reverse racism in a way. And now this feminist thing is doing the same thing where it's like it's getting so fucking out of control. And here's what I want to say about it. Okay. My wife is an incredible mother. She's an absolutely um, amazing wife. She's great with my kids. My wife started out at her job making regular fucking... She was like an administrator that they, they just, you know... She got this job. She was an administrator. She got promoted and promoted and promoted. She became vice president of a department. Okay, my wife makes amazing money. She worked it up from nothing. She um, she organizes the house. She fucking, you know, she takes care of the bills. She deals with my fucking craziness, okay? She's married to me. All this stuff. She wears all these hats. She She's so strong. She makes a lot of money. She's independent. And she never fucking cries feminism or this and that. You know what she did? She put her fucking head down. And she got fucking promoted and promoted to a point where a company wouldn't survive without her. And she fucking was able to get what she wanted. And she never fucking said anything. She'd come home. She'd take care of the kids. She'd hang with me. And she's just a strong woman. And it's like, that's what the fucking feminine, feminist shit should be. You know what I mean? Not some fucking chick in dirty pajamas sitting Indian style on Facebook holding a sign saying there was never a woman president in my lifetime. And then fucking go do it, you lazy fuck. You know what I mean? And this is not against women. This is against fucking lazy women who are just using a cause as an excuse. That's all I'm saying. I get it, ladies. I'm not trying to be a dick like I said. I understand. You know, I have a daughter. 
You know what I mean? We all have mothers. I have a daughter. I have a wife. I want fucking my daughter to grow up in a world where she's got fucking the same opportunities and stuff. But you know what my daughter's going to do? My daughter's going to look at my wife and go, holy shit, my mom just fucking went to this company and fucking crushed it. You know why? Because she put her head down. She did her fucking job. She worked really hard. The company saw it. And that's what happened. And that's what it is. So stop with your fucking feminist signs just because that's what's going on now. Everything is like fucking women this and women's rights and women don't do this. I get it. It's harder, maybe. So you know what? Fucking, if you got to work harder, then work fucking harder. That's, you know, I just, I, I, I didn't even want to talk about it, but this girl's just sitting there on Facebook holding, like, feminist stuff. Like, it's like, shut the fuck up. Go to work, you fucking dope. You know? I could sit here and cry. You don't think, you guys don't, you want to know what's going on in comedy right now? What's going on in comedy right now is to be a fucking white male is the hardest thing in comedy right now. And that's a fact. I'm not trying to complain. I fucking actually like the challenge. But you know what? And if anybody's saying that's not true, you want to know what? I'm not going to mention names. Some of the biggest comedy networks out there, you know who I'm talking about. They're big ones that are out there, okay? They told me I couldn't get on a show, even though I should have been on the show, but they said they had a couple of slots open and they needed it for diversity. So they needed to get the Spanish or the black or the fucking female comics in. So I don't want to fucking hear, you know what I mean, in my fucking line of work. That's why I just got to go out there, hit it hard, and get fucking undeniable. And and, and I have no problem doing it. That's fine. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to be a better comic for it anyway. You know, yeah, can things be frustrating? Of course. If you feel like you deserve something and somebody says, yeah, we need a fat chick for this, though. Sorry. You should get it, but they're looking for a fat chick, so what are you going to do? And then they get a fat chick who's been doing it half the time I've been doing it. Of course, that could be a little like, ah, fuck, I wish I got it. What am I going to do? I'm going to keep getting better and have fun doing what I love to do. And that's it. Same fucking thing in life. It's the same thing in life. You know? How fucking irresponsible is is it to a parent to go, well, you're this, so you're going to have it harder. It's just like, no, just fucking work hard and be the best fucking you could be at it. That's it. When has there been a fucking female president? Shut up, you fucking idiot. You know, put on a suit and take off the fucking pajamas and get into politics and become the next president. You know, vote for Hillary and shut your fucking mouth. I'm fucking tired of it. I'm tired of all these fucking movements, these social media fucking movements where people holding fucking signs up. It's like, shut up already, man. Fucking live your life. Be a cool fucking person and good things will happen to you. Instead of your fucking little, well, this is popular now. This is fucking really popular now. This is a this is a fucking nice little cause to do. Bunch of chicks got their little panties in a bunch, so I'm gonna get my panties in a bunch too. Fuck you. You know, I'm. It's 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 fucking silly, man. It's fucking silly. And I know the strong people listening to this get what I'm saying. And the people are like, well, but he doesn't fucking really know. He doesn't fucking. I do know. I know. I fucking know. Because at the end of the day, if you work as hard as you fucking can and you fall short, at least you could fuck. I know it sounds corny and cliche. Like, it was funny. I was talking to my son about his soccer, and I was like, listen, you know, you got to... He's like, you know, we were just talking about, like, getting better and doing stuff in soccer because he's starting to play soccer, and we practice together, and, you know, I watch his games, and I want to show him some stuff and everything, and we're just talking, and he's like, yeah, you got to win, right? And I go, listen, I go, if you play real hard and have fun, winning will probably happen, but even if it doesn't, as long as you played hard, like, that's, you, you could go home feeling, 
You know what I mean? I guess the whole point of what I'm saying here is don't complain about something if you're not fucking like doing your part or doing everything that you could do. I'll listen to somebody complain a little bit if they've done everything they could do. Everything. They've shown up to work on time. They're crushing every fucking assignment they get. They're at the meetings prepared and ready and fucking into it and really trying to better themselves and listening to the boss and everything going on. And they're still getting kicked down. If that's going on, then you got a legitimate beef. All right. But if you're fucking working at Wendy's and you're sitting in your fucking pajamas on Facebook holding a sign that says, yeah, feminism, when's there going to be a woman president? Not in my lifetime. Go fuck yourself. You're, 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 you're making fucking excuses and you're trying to get like a hundred fucking likes on Facebook and you're a fucking dope. Man, I'm on fire today, guys. Woo. And this is just the first segment. I didn't even get to the unacceptables yet. You lucky pigs. You lucky pigs, episode 228. Huh? Send this podcast to a friend if they never listened to the Verzi Effect podcast before. How about that, fuckers? I'm fired up today. Listen to this shit. Listen to this shit. Driving in the city. Here comes my unacceptable, then I'll get to your guys, okay? First of all, I'd like to start out my unacceptable by saying, I've said it once and I've said it before, there needs to be some kind of movement against people on bicycles in New York City, okay? I don't care if it's somebody delivering. I don't care if it's these stupid city bike people. These people need to be fucking stopped or humbled, okay? They do. They absolutely are completely abusing the law. Shame on the lawmakers who gave the right of way to these fucking helmet-wearing dopes in the city. First of all, is anything worse than looking at a grown man drive a bicycle through one of the biggest cities in the world with a little fucking helmet and a strap on? Fucking putting their fucking hand left or right to make a turn. It's like, put a suit on and walk. You're a fucking man. Get in a cab, dick. You know? Listen, here's my... I'll give an exception. If a guy doesn't have a license and a guy's struggling and he needs to make ends meet and he's like a delivery driver and they give him a bike, fine. You get a pass then. But these people who like want to act like they're exercising, it's like go to a gym and get on a bike, get on a bike in a gym, riding around a f- riding around the New York City metro area with fucking a million cabs and trucks and all this stuff, doors opening and people fuck. It's just ridiculous. So listen to this shit. I'm driving. I go down to the city. I had a show the other night. I took. I had a few. You know, I had some time off after I got back from Canada. My my family, my kids missed me, and you know, I was gone for a lot, doing a ton of stand up. I didn't even mind some some off the stage for a while, you know. And then I'm going away for another couple of weeks for half the month of October, all the way to Halloween. So, you know, I was. But I got. I had a set on. Uh, you know, I've worked the last couple of days and. I uh, went to the city on Tuesday night, had a show at uh, New York Comedy Club, shout out to, to that new club, or the, the newer owners at the club, good club, great club, and I'm ready to park, and as I'm parking, I'm ready to parallel park, right, there's a big space to parallel park, so it's actually an easy parallel park, it wasn't quite two car lengths, but it was more than one, and it was about one and a half, easy for me to do, I had the truck, I was fine with it, I was like, this is great, 
100 yards down, maybe like 100 yards, 50 yards down, I see a bicycle coming. But I'm like, I'm way in front of this guy, and I'm not waiting this long for this fucking pedaling dickhead. So I just go, and I line up to, I line up, like I go in front of the front car to parallel park like you do. And then, you know, you back up halfway, and you fucking go into the spot. So I, as I line up, I start going back, and the bicycle guy finally starts approaching. But this is like a while after. Like, I'm not waiting. This motherfucker has got the nerve to stop next to my truck and slap my truck and look at me, go putting his hands out, like, what are you doing? So now I'm like, it, it actually took me two seconds. I just was like, did this, did this, just, did this guy just put his hands on my fucking truck? Did this guy just slap my SUV? And he's like looking. And now I'm in a position where I'm almost double parked. So I can't open the door and fucking chase the guy. Nor would I because I'm not going to get arrested for a guy fucking, you know, delivering rice to somebody or whatever he was doing. I don't know. He was an American guy and he didn't have a bag. So he's just riding a bike. I'm getting fucking furious thinking about this right now. So I kind of like... Then he rides off. He like slaps it and looks and does it. And he starts pedaling, of course. And I'm furious. I'm getting furious talking about it right now. One of the most unacceptable things. Okay. I should have fucking stopped and put it in reverse and made his front tire hit my back bumper and watched his head go through the back fucking windshield and just hang in my back windshield. And I would have fucking drove around with him in the city for a while with his fucking half, with, with, with half of his body hanging out of the back. And his crumpled up bike with his stupid head. I would throw fucking crackers and M&M's at my kids left in the back of his fucking helmet. Laughing at him. Saying, that's what you get, you fucking dope. So, I'm pissed off and I parallel park. And I get into the spot. And I see him. I see him up at the corner. He's at a light waiting. He's waiting with the cars. So I parked the car and I'm like, dude, when I get up to him, I'm going to say, dude, you better watch who you, whose car you slap and don't ever, you know, I was going to say something to him. And I really was like, I'm not saying I'm not trying to be tough. I wasn't going to fight the guy. Even in my mind, I'm like, yeah, what's that going to get you? Because you're not going to fight the guy. And that's not my style. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm some tough guy that was going to fight the guy. But I was definitely going to be like, dude, you better watch whose car, you know. You better watch whose car you slap. Like, don't, you know what I mean? Like, and I would have gotten into it with him. And then if he said something, I was, you know, anticipating to be like, no, dude, I'm fucking, you're way behind me and I'm parking. Go around me. You're in the fucking street with a bicycle in New York City with a bunch of cars. And I was ready to get into it with him, you know, verbally. I was going to be like, fuck you. Don't fucking do that just to make the guy, you know. And I was going to look at the guy and be like, don't, you know, let him know that you don't do that. And as I'm walking to the, to the corner, he, uh, he just started pedaling away and he pedaled away and, and he was just, you know, and he was gone and that was it. One of the most unacceptable things you're going to slap, you're going to put your, now he didn't like fucking slap it hard or punch it. Like he didn't do that, but he kind of just did it enough where he put his hand on the truck and let me know that he, and then looked at me through the windshield and like put his hands out. It drove me nuts. It's driving me nuts now. One of the most unacceptable things. I swear to God. I said serial killer. Should that should be the next? I don't want to start that. God, Jesus, God forbid. There's probably some crazy guy like, yeah, there hasn't been a cyclist killer. Um, no, it's just those guys are the worst because, and I and like I said before, I've talked to people on a podcast. And I know there's a lot of cyclists who listen. If you're on the side or in a path and you do everything you can to be out of the way, okay. But if you see somebody parallel parking and you're flying down, I was literally on twenty. Was I on? Um, 
I was on fucking uh, 3rd Avenue. Yeah, I was going down 3rd Avenue in New York City. 3rd Avenue. It's one of the biggest both sides of the street when you get past a certain street. It's huge. It's fast. And I'm ready to parallel park in this fucking street. And this guy's coming down on his bicycle and he's getting pissed off. Unacceptable, guys. Absolutely unacceptable. No other way to slice it but unacceptable. Touch my car? Ridiculous. But it's the lawmaker's fault. It's just as unacceptable for the lawmakers. Bikes get the right away. So if I was parallel parking and I fucked up a little bit or my truck was coming out a little bit and some guy's not paying attention and he's got fucking, you know, chicken lo mein in the front of his basket and he's not paying attention and and, and I and he ends up clipping the, the, you know, the quarter panel and flying out and cracking his head and getting killed or getting hurt or something like that. I got to live with that shit the rest of my fucking life. Because, he, you know, bicycles should have to fucking have either New York City, all the construction they fucking do, working on bridges for 25 years and highways and cones and all the shit and all the traffic that people got to do in New York City till 4 o'clock in the fucking morning. You go on a bridge, George Washington Bridge, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, it's still fucking busy. All that shit, how about this? How about you extend a little fucking, you know, a path for these bicycles somewhere? Do that. You want it to be all bicycles and give people city bikes and all that shit? Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, that's really smart. Let's do that. Here, take a city bank bike and go fucking ride on 3rd Avenue. And it's everybody else's fault who hits you. Ridiculous. Unacceptable. That's my unacceptable for the week. But you know what? It's not all about me, guys. So let's get to your unacceptables. All right, so here we go with your guys' unacceptables. Here we go. This is from... uh, Marcus uh, uh, Jeski. Uh, hey, Paul. I am a Latvian, and I've been a fan for some months now. Found you out listening to Bill Burr's podcast, and you are amazing. You both should do a European tour together. Well, thank you so much. Uh, so on to my unacceptable. I have been living and working for the past few years in Germany now. They have this nice tradition at the work uh, at my workplace where you bring your colleagues breakfast if you had a birthday or any other celebratory occasion. You leave it on the table in the office and everybody can uh, have a go at it. It is nice, but the thing is they usually bring a thing called met. It is a uh, uh, preparation of, of minced raw pork that is popular here. <clears throat> That's borderline animal territory, but I can understand that this is their local delicacy and I don't have a problem with that. The problem is they also put fresh sliced onions on top of that. Uh, Now you could imagine what the freshly sliced onions do to the general scent in the office. The smell does not go away and stays there for a whole working day. It's unbearable. Animals, Paul, just animals. Put them in a cage with some air fresheners. Uh, Yeah, listen, I get that because you're working there all day and if people like, not everybody likes onions. Me, raw meat and onions, that sounds great to me. But yeah, I guess smelling it all day, especially if people aren't into that, it's, it's, you got to be considerate to everybody else there. So I get that. Um, On a side note, can't wait for the Knicks season to start. You and me both, my friend, hoping for a great debut for Christoph Przingis in the NBA with this draft pick. You just added the whole country of Lavia uh, to the Knicks. Knicks fan base. Uh, keep up the good work and thank you for the podcast. Marcus Jeske. Well, Marcus, thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate it. Um, I get what you're saying. 
Uh, thank you. That's a great submission. And also, um, I was just uh, arguing with people. I think Przingis is going to be a great addition to the Knicks. I do. Some people don't think so. His jump shot's incredible. He's uh, He's got a good head on his shoulders. I love the way the kid talks, and I'm so psyched. And I finally... I'm looking forward to watching the growth and development of a Nick player. I hope he just I hope he just stays healthy and gets a lot of game time early so he could become the player he needs to become and I hope they use him, you know, instead of just, you know, sitting on the bench. Uh so uh here we go. Um this is from Tiana Vasolo. Hey, Paul, here's my unacceptable. I walk out to my car after school and see this absolute animal parked less than an inch behind me. See the attached picture? The worst part is they had about four feet of space behind them. That's the fucking worst, isn't it? I didn't know I could have road rage from outside of the car. (laughs) That's awesome. Since when are animals allowed to drive cars? Put them in a fucking cage or at least in the passenger seats. Um... Oh, you saw us in Calgary. Okay, love seeing you, uh, you and Bill in Calgary, and thank you for Larry's podcast and album. Thank you so much for getting my album, uh, Tiana. I appreciate it. And yes, I'm looking at this picture, and I see a guy's car. If he went up even an inch, he's touching the back of your car with room to spare. Unacceptable. Great submission. Thank you so much. Um, okay, this is from Kyle Sutherland. Hey, Paul, big fan here from Toronto. Heard your shows were great. And uh, and I congratulate you on the new CD. I will buy it as long as you read my unacceptable. Well, here you go. So fucking pony up, Kyle. No, I'm kidding, man. Thank you for the support. Um, Recently traveled through uh, out Europe, and it was amazing. Uh, You and Burr kept me laughing every flight I had, and people definitely were looking at me. So here we go. People who go to the washroom stalls to just... Uh, piss and piss on the seat and don't wipe it down. Uh, people who don't lock the bathroom door on planes so you walk in. People on trains who sit on the outside seat so the inside seat is open and no one can sit there. Uh, hope you like it. Well, listen, yes, Kyle, I agree with all of those. Um, I agree with all of those. Uh, I couldn't even imagine going onto an airplane, a tiny fucking airplane bathroom, and not just fucking turn like locking the door. Like that's the one place you don't want to be in a public bathroom. Fine, somebody walks in the stall. It's like a big place where it's a bigger room where a bunch of people are going to the bathroom. But on a plane to not lock it is crazy. I don't know how you could piss on the seat and just keep your piss there. I agree with you. That's why why I said when I take my kids to a public place and kids always got to go to the bathroom when you're out with the dinner with them. Always. It never fails. It's like part of the experience for them, I think. I fucking take papers. I put hot water on them. I wipe them down. Wipe them down twice. I wipe the inner bowl with paper. I do the whole thing and then I pad it with paper so nobody in my family's ass even touches a fucking public thing. The fact that you could watch yourself piss on a seat and then leave it there is unacceptable. Um, and as far as the guy on the train who sits on the outside to save it, I get that he wants privacy, but if you want privacy, don't be on a fucking public transportation, you know, don't be on public transportation. So thank you, uh, Kyle. Great submission. And I appreciate the support. So you better buy the fucking album. Just kidding. Uh, hi, Paul. (laughs) 
listener from the UK. This is from um, Saren uh, uh, Rehal. Rahel. Uh, and Saren says, Hi, Paul. Listener from the UK near London. Using the Domino's online webpage to order a pizza at uh, at 18.55 on a busy... Uh, well, first of all, you went... You're fucking ordering Domino's, so I couldn't imagine it being great, but let's see. Uh, on a busy Friday. Uh, gave them the benefit of it being uh, a busy evening. Called them at 2,000. You're, you're using your time, so I'm just... Whatever. <laughs> That's fine. Um, uh, told me they were waiting... For the driver to come back. They called at. Um, I guess 30 minutes later. To cancel the order. And demanded. Uh, to Wait you called. Oh you called back. I have to, to cancel the order. And demanded a refund. Had fish and chips instead. Totally unacceptable. Could have called me back to say. They were having problems. Yeah man. That, that's the only thing that sucks about a place like Domino's. It is unacceptable. You're absolutely right. But the thing about Domino's is I don't think the majority of people who get pizza really understand what good pizza is. And I'm not trying to be a pizza snob, but growing up where I grew up, you know, I grew up like I was born in Yonkers. Dunwoody Pizza on Yonkers Avenue was great. All these different pizza places in New York are great. I love the thin crust. Sorry, Chicago. But it's not even fucking close. You guys could have that fucking cake you call pizza. It's a fucking... I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm going to be in Chicago and probably get deep dish. And I know it's delicious. But let's be honest. It's a fucking loaf of bread with cheese on it. Um, I'm talking about thin crust, good pizza. I've talked about pizza on the podcast before. Um, so I think when Domino's is busy, it's just a bunch of people getting Domino's, ordering it, and they just don't even know what the fuck to do. They charge like fucking $2 for a fucking three pies, and that's why. It's shitty, but I would expect some shit like that from Domino's. Not a not a, a regular good place. Um, if any of you guys ever come to New York and you want to know good pizza places, let me know, because, I mean, you, you it's, it's amazing. Thank you for the submission. Um, here we go. This is from Lee, uh, reader. Uh, Hey, Paulie. Hi, Paulie V. This is not an unacceptable, but more of a question. All right. I told you send those and I'll do those too. A few months ago, there was a big outcry about having Trevor Noah as the host of the daily show here in South Africa. Perhaps, uh, we're a bit biased towards him. We think he's, uh, been doing been doing an unbelievable job in his first week. My two questions. What are your thoughts on his performance so far? Uh, number two, where are the animals who said he wasn't capable of doing the job properly? Um, and then here we go. Let's see. Also, I'll be in Austin, Texas in two weeks uh, time for Formula One racing. Any chance yourself, Bart Nicolaj or Burr, will be performing in Texas October uh, 21st. I'd love to watch you guys live. As always, keep it the great work. Lee Ryder. Uh, well, thank you so much, Lee. No, um, I was just in Austin with Bill for a couple of days, and we had a great time. So, uh, so the Texas tour is over. We are doing a big tour. Me, Jason Lawhead, Joe Bartnick. Bill Burr are doing a big bus tour of the Midwest. So we're hitting Chicago, we're hitting Indianapolis, we're hitting Milwaukee, we're hitting Detroit, all that stuff. I'll talk about that at the end. But no, unfortunately, we will not be in Texas. We were just there. 
Uh, as far as your questions, I know Trevor, Noah, uh, I worked with him. He's always been nice and respectful to me. I met him in Montreal. Then I saw him in New York, uh, you know, uh, work together in New York. And, uh, you know, he's a good kid. He's doing his best. Look, the guy got into a really, really well-known show where he's the head of it now. So there's going to be criticism. Um, so the animals who said he wasn't capable of doing the job, that's just some hating-ass people. They tried talking about things that he said, jokes that he said to get him, you know, upset, uh, to get people upset when he first got the job. That's what they try to do. They go back. You know, if God forbid I ever got a big gig, you know how many bloggers would go to the Verzi effect and listen and say, oh, he uses the word cunt and he makes fun of feminists and how could they hire him and how could they do this and how could they do that, okay? And I'll be the first to say, fuck you. I don't give a fuck. I talk from my heart. I say what I feel and I never, you know, hurt anybody uh, or ever would try to hurt anybody intentionally at all. Um, unfortunately, that's not the world we live in where people understand that. We live in a world now where, um, untalented people with no talent, uh, are jealous and have an outlet now, you know, they have an outlet now to talk, you know, somebody sitting on the sidelines now has an outlet to scream at somebody who's in the game, you know, be like some fat fan at a Giants game sitting on the sidelines and just screaming at Eli because Eli threw two interceptions. Meanwhile, this fat fuck can't do anything, you know. So what you have now is you have bloggers, you have nerds, you have opinionated cunts who see somebody doing something great and they have to, they can't do it themselves, so they have to try to find and knock it. It's, it's, it's actually one of the most despicable things that's going on today. You know, I said it a few times on a bunch of podcasts, and I don't want to sound redundant, but John Rudnitsky, who's now on Saturday Night Live, a kid I love, I think the kid is hilarious, and I, I, I saw that kid, and I knew that kid was doing something special, how funny he was, talented he was, and when SNL hired him, they went back two years of his tweets and started looking at things that could be insensitive to people and said, looks like Saturday Night Live hired the biggest douchebag, you know? Fuck those people. So the people that said that about Trevor, that's expected because unfortunately that's who's out there today and there's too many outlets for them to, to be able to be heard um, and, and say their stupid bullshit opinion. As far as how I think he's doing, I didn't, I only, honestly, I only saw because I was running around so much, I only saw like maybe 10 minutes of it. And uh, from what I saw, it seemed like he was trying to be, it was more comedy driven than like serious and political, which he's probably trying to establish, but he looked comfortable. And uh, I think Trevor Noah is going to be just fine when he gets comfortable and gets into it and all that stuff. So uh, yeah, man, good for him. All the best to him. And uh, that's awesome that you're a fan from over there defending your guy as you should. Okay. Here is, let's see. What else is going on? This is from uh, Gareth. Gareth. Um, I, I hope I'm saying that right. G-A-R-E-T-H. Gareth uh, Whittingham. And he says, Hi, Paul. My coworker and I carpool to work every day where our work office is about 45 minutes outside of town. And... Uh, over some shitty pothole-ridden roads. I was pleasantly surprised the other morning while picking him up to find the several spots 
in his uh, dirt driveway had wait, I, I, I was pleasantly surprised okay the other morning while picking him up to find that several spots in his dirt driveway had dirty cat litter scattered about uh, what the fuck right and <laughs> and when I say dirty I mean the cat litter was mostly shit just <laughs> strewn about the place naturally when uh it's fucking up by the way it's hilarious to just think somebody's throwing their cat litter in their driveway like we got a couple of cats and when we do the litter like anyway it just made me laugh naturally when he comes out to get in the car i question him about his uh about this rare phenomenon that i myself have never seen he basically brushes it off as it is perfectly normal way to fill in holes in the Okay, I got you. So he's using the fucking, he's using the litter to fill in the holes. So he brushes it off uh, as if it is a perfectly normal way to fill in holes in the driveway. I am bewildered at this point uh, by his trailer park-like engineering skills, but not overly surprised as this guy has been known for some strange behavior in the past. Luckily for me, our job is only seasonal, and I will not have to avoid... Uh, I will not have to avoid these landmines in his driveway for much longer. Unacceptable. Put him in a cage. Now I have cad shit in my tires. Sorry for the length of the letter, but I needed to get this off my chest. Love the podcast. All the best to you and your family in the future. Sincerely, Greet Whittingham. Thank you. Um, uh, New Brunswick, Canada. It is also, it's also unacceptable that nobody in Atlantic Canada knew what an Arnold Palmer is. Uh, if I would have been your server, I would have whipped that shit up in no time. Cheers, but you know what's funny? Somebody came up to me in Toronto and goes, hey, man, good show. Just want to let you know. It was one of the weirdest compliments I ever got, but it was one of the weirdest compliments. I don't know if the dude was drunk, but here's what he said to me. And uh, apparently some people think I have, a, a, you know, a, a too big... I have a watch that I love. My wife got me this diesel watch for Christmas, and and it's huge. I love big face watches, and it's nice. It's got this nice brown leather band, and it's got a big fucking bold face on it. You know, it's a fucking manly, dope, fucking big watch. I love it. I love it. So this guy in Toronto goes, hey, man, good show. You know, unfortunately, you're, the glare of your watch was kind of in my face. And I thought he was joking. And he wasn't. He goes, yeah, unfortunately, the, the glare of the watch is kind of in my face the whole show. So I really kind of couldn't see what's going on. But anyway, that doesn't matter. Just so you know, dude, we have Arnold Palmer's. So, like, he gave me this compliment and then just went right to the watch them. And then that you guys had Arnold Palmer's in Canada. It was pretty funny. But uh, thank you for the submission. Uh, here we go. This one is from Ryan Gerano. Gennaro. Uh, hey, Paul, two quick ones here. Unacceptable. Um... Well-rated quality sushi restaurants that don't give you soy sauce when you take home leftovers. Uh, that's a gr- oh, that's a great one, dude, Ryan. That is a great one. I'm gonna tell you why. Okay, uh, if I got takeout, I'd get soy sauce. Uh, also unacceptable if sushi places that leave your order sitting out at room temperature when you pick it up, so the raw fish is piss warm by the time you eat it. Okay, that's a great one. Here we go. Number two, hypocrites that tell you pot should be illegal and then go stuff their faces with fast food. These people should be called out. 
to catch a predator style. The level of hypocrisy on this subject is above and beyond anything else. One-third of people in the United States die of lifestyle-related illnesses, heart disease, diabetes, poor diet, a.k.a. being a lazy, fat tub of shit, and they want to lecture you about something that uh, some of the best athletes in the world use to relax after training. Anybody who wants to tell you not to use anything you want to use as a dope, it's your body and your mind. Um, arguably one of the best unacceptable submissions that I've had in a long time on both. I ordered sushi. I love sushi. Sushi is almost like sometimes like a cel- celebration for me. You know, I was gone. I was in Texas for a while. Then I was in Canada for a while. I finally come home and I told my wife, let's order. We got this great place that does uh, Chinese and Japanese cuisine. And I was like, you know, we'll get the kids like Chinese food, certain things, chicken and all that. My wife likes Chinese food. I like sushi. So we order a fucking, you know, I went off, man. We spent a lot. It was a lot. We just bought a lot of food. And I get these sushi things, one little saucer of soy sauce. And I'm like, how the fuck? Now I have to be like economical with each dip. And I don't want to do that. I want to have two extra soy sauces that I don't fucking use. That's how you're supposed to. When you spend money like that, that's what you're supposed to do. And I'm going to tell the people that. That's a great one. As far as what you said, as far as fast food and people being lazy and heavy and shit, judging people who use marijuana, another great one. 100% right. It's ridiculous. Mind your fucking business. All right? I'm a guy where I'll fucking, you know... I'll smoke a little bit of weed here and there just to loosen up my back. I'm not a big get baked and sit there like a zombie guy. I said that, but a couple of hits, you feel great. It helps you sleep. It makes you feel better. It's like, you know, it is. It's like a medicine. And, uh, you know, somebody who goes and eats a Whopper or a Big Mac. By the way, people are eating that black Big Mac. How fucking gross does that look? But, uh, yeah, I don't give a fuck. What, what, you know, I don't care what you do. You're going to eat shit like that, but just don't judge me. It is it is uh, hypocritical, so thank you. All right, last one here. Um, okay, this is from Drew Lewandowski. Drew Lewandowski. Yeah, Drew Lewandowski. Uh, Paul, thanks for the great podcast and new album. Well, thank you, Drew. I appreciate that. My girlfriend and I... My girlfriend and I coach at a local community college. Before practice, we wanted to get something to eat. Oh, okay. This is a food service unacceptable. Uh, before practice, we wanted to get something to eat because we didn't eat lunch, and it would be a few hours before practice was over, and uh, we could uh, and we could eat dinner. We go to the student cafeteria to get in line uh, at Tim Hortons, kind of like Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, yeah, I got, uh, yeah, Dunkin' Donut. Uh, they have sandwiches, etc. It's around 5, so we stand in line for 20 minutes. It's dinner time. No big deal. We wait in line, and when we finally get to the counter, the woman working there, who appears to be African-American working there, snaps her gum at us and says, we ain't serving food no more. (laughs) We were taken uh, back. We were taken back, uh, back, whatever. I think there was a spelling thing there. We were taken back because my girlfriend checked the website and they close at 7.30, which is two and a half hours later since it's 5 o'clock. After some back and forth, I was close to losing my shit because I was starving. She walked away empty. We walked away empty-handed with empty bellies. Uh, 
Uh, long story short, we contact a food service manager for the college and sit down with him. We review the security tapes. He was shocked that we were not served, especially because her supervisor was working next to her as well. Both were fired. Good for you. Uh, to top it all off, we watched more of the tape, and they served people sandwiches and coffee after we left. Sadly, if the situation were reversed and I, a white guy, turned away a black couple, you know that a lot worse things would happen uh, than me being fired. I'm pretty sure the college would shut down and Al Sharpton would be screaming about racism in the collegiate food service industry. I'm glad the situation was rectified, but complete lack of customer service in this country is totally unacceptable. Uh, keep up the great work, and thanks for the laughs. Well, thank you so much, Drew. Um, yeah, I don't understand why. Like, I've heard that happen. I've heard that happen. Like, I remember I went to a Kentucky Fried Chicken one time. It was one of those, like, A&W Kentucky Fried Chicken, like, you know, together things. And um, it was like seven minutes to close, and they closed, and I was pissed. But this is like two and a half hours. Like, there must have been. And this, like, it's kind of weird that she snapped her gum at you and then said that. So something, that's something's not right. But the fact that they got fired is good, and it is justice, and it's it, it's bullshit. It is bullshit. And, uh, yeah, man, I you know, as far as the whole race thing, it just sucks now because these are things that need to be talked about and said, and... You know, I'm not saying that you're wrong. That that might have happened, but it's just like, you know, it's just like, why can't you just fucking go to work and do your fucking job and be happy? Nothing is better than going to a place where they're genuinely happy to serve you. And if you're not, you shouldn't be there. So the good thing is good. I'm glad her and her fucking supervisor got uh, fired. Absolutely lazy. Uh, those are your um, those are your unacceptables, guys. Send them to, for next week or any any week, send them to unacceptablesfortve at gmail. And uh, I will read them. Any questions that you have, uh, please let me know and ask me. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we will uh, talk about whatever you want to talk about. So let's see what we have here on Twitter. Let's see, I, I think there, there was definitely a couple on Twitter. Um... That's fucking great. Let's see. You guys are fucking... I, you guys are the best, man. Here we go. Chris Frost said, In traffic at a red light. And is it uh, M.M. Frosty Boy? M.N.F. I'm sorry. N... Fuck! M.N. Frosty Boy. At M.N. Frosty Boy. In traffic at a red light next to uh, St. Paul Cop. He's watching YouTube on his car computer. Un- <laughs> unacceptable. <laughs> Yeah, those cops, man, they can do anything they want, right? It's amazing. Go through red lights. This one is from Philip Proc, at Philip Proc, P-R-O-C-K. Dude wearing this shirt in public, fucking animal, put a leash on him, hashtag unacceptable. And it's a guy with a shirt and two cows. Are those cows or dogs having sex? It looks like two cows having sex, and it's printed all over the shirt. Um... That is definitely unacceptable that a grown fucking man is wearing that shirt. I will give you that all day long. Uh, This is from Mark S. at, uh, here we go, Sierra Del Fugo. So capital S, Sierra, then capital D, and then E-L, capital F-U-E-G-O. Women admits 
She cheated on boyfriend with NHL player on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Unacceptable. Yep, it is. Uh, here we go. Jason Lawhead submitted an unacceptable. I think I have one from Burr, too. Here we go. Um, Yankees just got... Sh- this is at Jason Lawhead. Just got shut out by Astros at home. And they play Sinatra's New York, New York right after. Unacceptable. I got to give him that, even though it bothers me. I have to give him that. Because um, <laughs> it is it is unacceptable uh, that they would play Frank. You can't play Frank after that. You just can't. Um, let's see. Uh, I think we have some more here. Isn't that unbelievable that cops could just go through? It's amazing to me that a cop can go through a red light in front of you and then you see them not pull anybody over and it's justified. It's 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 so ridiculous to me. Um, let's see if we have any more. Where is it? What the fuck? Oh my god! What is that fucking thing, kid? Holy shit! Just crying of laughter. Absolutely crying of laughter um, with that tape from the, the kids from, what's it called? The the Boston kids looking at the fish. What is that fucking thing? I hope you guys, I really hope you guys saw that. Because that is one of the funniest things I have seen. I mean, crying of laughter. It's a baby fucking whale, man. If you guys, some of you guys have no, maybe have no idea what I'm talking about. I know most of you do. If you don't, just type in Boston guy loses his shit when he sees a fish. And it is one of the funniest videos ever. It's, it's so funny. It's crazy how funny it is. Because it's a baby fucking whale, man. Holy shit, Jay. What is that, kid? Um, all right, let's see. I don't think I could find any more. Um, I'm sorry. Bill Burr sent one to me and I can't find it. He was, he's actually like submitted a legitimate one and I'm trying to find the unacceptable that he sent, uh, because it was really funny, but I can't find it. So I will look for it during the rest of this. Oh, somebody sent me, uh. Somebody on a train, I believe, putting their feet up with no Josh McGinn at Josh McGinn. That's M-C-G-I-N-N. Sent me one. He just put animal. Guy's got his feet up like he's sitting on one of those things. that looks like a train and he's got shoes off, feet up, put on the other seat. Um, yeah, people don't give a fuck, man. That's really what it comes down to is people just don't fucking care at all. It's a free-for-all out there. Free blog about guys getting jobs. Try to take their jobs. Put your feet up. Take your shoes off. Nobody could tell you shit. You, you know, it's 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 really... Uh, what's today's... Okay, this is from Matt DeLuna. At Matt DeLuna. Look at this unacceptable parking job. You can't even see the white lines and the place is empty. And he sent me a picture... He's, that's funny. He sent a picture of it, and he's posing it, and it's and it's a fucking how is that a Toyota? 
It's a Honda Civic, and the guy's taking up two spots like he's driving a fucking... Unbelievable. Uh, let's see. That might be it, guys. That might be it. Um, yeah, so let's get to... Let's get to some sports. If I didn't get to your unacceptable, you guys know, man. Uh, send it to me again. I will definitely read it. How much time are where? Where are we on time here? Oh wow, we are an hour in. This is a perfect. This is a good one. I mean, can we be honest here? This is. If we're gonna talk honestly, okay. If we're gonna talk like adults, as as Giannis Papas would say, if we're gonna talk honestly here about this podcast, can we be honest? I mean, this is. This is a good one, I think. I mean, let's let's call it what it is. I mean, 228 is straight fire right now. It's fire, you know? But you know what? You guys deserve it. I owe it to you guys because you guys fucking are there for me. You guys are there for me. That's why the Verzi effect. And, oh, I wanted to let you guys know the physical copy. The physical copy of the album will be available. We are ordering them. They will be in this month. And, um, yeah. And, uh, I even said, I even shouted out, uh, TVE listeners on the, po- on the, on the, on the CD too. Cover in the back. Um, so check that out. All right. All right. This is a very appropriate way to end the unacceptables. Bill Burr, the one and only Bill Burr, officially submitted an unacceptable. And it is at Bill Burr, B-I-L-L-B-U-R-R. He's at Paul Verzi. Unacceptable. The breakfast buffet scrambled eggs and oatmeal are four hours old. Fruit cup is from last week. Rubber, bacon, and sausage. Burr and I are similar. We cannot stand fucking up breakfast. Breakfast needs to be fresh eggs, crispy bacon, the right way. These fucking breakfast buffet places stink. So I will end it on that. That is the Unacceptables for the day. Thank you guys so much. Again, Unacceptables for TVE. Now, let's close the show out. Well, ah, we got some time. I'll give you guys a little overtime today, right? We go a little overtime, no? I'm addicted to this Cool Lime Refresher. All right. So I saw Black Mass. I saw Black Mass by myself the last night I was in Toronto. I did not have a show. So I kind of just rested, slept, got ready for an early flight, and I just went to go see like a 10-something showing of Black Mass by myself. A lot of people didn't like it. I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it because the story, I, I didn't need, I don't need to see a Goodfellas every time I see a mob movie. I don't need to see... You know, just some fast, you know, shoot them up. I just like the story. I like, I was fascinated with how corrupt, how corrupt the police thing was and the FBI and all this stuff and like giving this guy free reign to go and do what he wants. That's what the movie was showing. And that made me like, wow, this is kind of crazy. Here's what I didn't like about Black Mass. Um, and Johnny Depp's amazing. Everything the guy touches. I, he's a great actor. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I mean, I'm not into the Pirates of the Caribbean, young, you know, Disney shit and all that. But, like, the guy's a really good actor, and when he commits, I think he nails it. The only thing I didn't like is I just felt the makeup was too much. I did. I felt like the makeup, it was like, I know that, like, it looked, he did look like a different person, but it just was just, 
it was just caked on so much, and you know it's Johnny Depp under there, and it was just, it just seemed like, you know, couldn't you get an Irish actor that fucking looked like Whitey Bulger, and, and, you know, I mean, Johnny Depp did a great job, and I understand why you'd want a guy like that, but the makeup was a little bit much, um, and, you know, but other than that, I enjoyed it. Some people were saying it's slow-paced and this and that. You know what's really good? If you watch Black Mass and then watch the Whitey Bulger um, documentary on Netflix, which I watched, and when you see the both and you see the real trial and you hear him talking and you see the real guys that were portrayed in the movie, it's pretty amazing to see the real people portrayed in the movie and then see um, Black Mass and, and see how they put the movie together. So I liked it. I liked both. I think the, the Netflix documentary is awesome too. Um I'm not going to say the movie was amazing and I was blown away and it's a must-see, but if you like crime stories, if you like mafia stuff, if you like corruption and stuff with the police and investigations and all that stuff, I think it's, I think it, you know, I think it's good. It's fun. I think it's a good, good watch, good story, true story, really accurate to what happened. So, um, I, you know, I'd say seven and a half out of 10, not quite eight, but seven and a half out of 10. And, um, and it kept me entertained for, you know, over two hours. So uh, that's my review on Black Mass. Um, as far as sports, the New York Yankees did lose. I haven't been into it, but me and Giannis watched it. And I got to tell you, one of the funniest things I've seen, and I'm starting, to, I'm starting to enjoy this more because I realize that you can't let it affect your life. One of the funniest things for me, hands down, is watching somebody devastated when their team loses. Now, I'm not going to say Giannis was devastated because I was, I, it was bothering me too. Like, the Yankees had no fight. It's a one-game wild-card playoff. If you win the game at Yankee Stadium, you play the Blue Jays in the divisional series and you're in the mix of it for the World Series run. And they had no life in them. They just, you know, the Astros were hitting, hitting the ball all over the place. And we're just watching it. And I'm frustrated, but I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I didn't invest a lot of time this year. This sucks. And at one point, me and Giannis are just sitting down looking up at it. And Giannis starts getting quiet. And then when the Yankees had the final out, he just looked up with the most honest fucking look on his face. And he just goes, I mean, this hurts. I'm not going to like this, this. And he was so honest. It, it bothered him so much. And I sympathize with him, but I thought it was so funny. And then last night, I did a corporate gig, me and... Uh, Alexis Guerrero, very funny up-and-coming comic, Cuban dude, who I, I love this guy, I love working with him, and uh, we were we were watching the um, Pirates and the Cubs real quick, because we sat down and we're chilling out, and we, we watched the Pirates and the Cubs, and the Pirates won 98 games, and in one playoff, one wild-card playoff, they just lose it, that's why I don't know if I really like the one game, you know, I feel like you got multiple pitchers and stuff. I mean, I get it, but I, it just seems like... Think about that. The Pirates almost won 100 games this year. You know, 100. And 98, and they just won one playoff game. They lose to the Cubs, and that's it. So it's a little whatever. But um, I know Mets fans are into the Mets and stuff. I, I'd like to see the Dodgers because of Don Mattingly, or even the Cubs because it's been so long. But I, you know... I just really am not into baseball that much. I'm I'm ready for I'm ready for I'll tell you what I'm ready for. I'm ready for the New York Giants to go three and two. 
I'm ready for the New York Giants. Could be 4-0. Should be 4-0. Could definitely, should definitely. Listen, I'll give the Falcons coming back by 10 in the fourth quarter. I'll give you that loss. I'll take that loss. Okay. Got to beat the Cowboys. But Beckham was all over the field. Uh, They're playing this week. Who are they playing? They're playing the 49ers at home this week. I like the Giants to beat the 49ers at home. I like their momentum. I think they're going to be 3-2. and I think they're going to win the division because now... With Romo out and the Eagles are losing, I'm telling you, man, I don't know. The The Cowboys have to play the Patriots this week. I'm loving my New York football Giants chances. Loving them. And um, preseason NBA started, so it's all good. I've been so busy that I haven't even put my picks in. For uh, I'm debating on whether I should do FanDuel. Just because, just I, I, maybe I'm a sucker for the commercials, you know. When I was guys like, yeah, you know, I put thirty five dollars in, I won seven hundred fifty thousand. I mean, all I did was submit. That's the only difference between me and you. And I'm nodding my head like a fucking robot, going, like, yeah, he's right though, you know. I mean, if I fucking put in, I put in thirty five bucks, you know, maybe I win a million. It's, it's like it's it's so fucking ridiculous. Um, but who knows. Uh, and shout out to Two Point Lead and my buddy Giannis, who hosts AOL's Two Point Lead. They did a funny spoof on it about, you know, guys that just say they could win and stuff. Um, as far as plugs and going on the tour, guys, uh, yeah, so for you people that want to know where I'm going to be at, I will be performing, uh, where am I? This Sunday, I'm in New York City. I'm doing like three shows this Sunday. You know what? You could go to paulverzi.com and see that. The tour starts on um, the tour with uh, Four Horsemen. Me, Jason Lawhead, Joe Bartnick, and Bill Burr. All four of us will be doing a week together. Uh, and then then we're another week, me, Bartnick, and, and Bill. So it won't be quite all of us, but it'll be me, Bartnick, and Bill. But that tour starts October 18th, and we're going through the whole Midwest. All those dates will be up on my website, my new website, uh, so you could check those, and they're on Burr's right now. I believe they're on Bartnick's, um, so you could check all the dates. And, uh, yeah, for other dates, just go to the website. You can follow me at Paul Verzi uh, on Twitter. That's V-I-R-Z-I. Um, again, thank you guys so, so much for the album purchase. Thank you for making it number four on Billboard. I can't even believe that. Just saying that is crazy. Um, I'm glad it's being received well, and I hope it's making you guys laugh and putting you in a better mood and, you know, happy to put out a comedy album that people are, are loving and talking about. Um, go to gonzofame.com for your best uh, interviews with comedians. Go to Brookings Mediation. Talk to John Burton if you're going through debt, divorce, bankruptcy, anything bad. Call him up, 877-415-7770. Or go to brookingsmediation.com. Tell them I sent you. Get 30% off of services there. It's an amazing deal. It could help you go through you know, a lot less headaches with you know court and lawyers and stuff. So all that stuff. Um, and thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed episode uh, 228. I know I did. I know I came with it on this one. No, I'm just kidding. I think it was a fun one though. So enjoy the rest of your uh, week. I will see you next week. Enjoy the podcast. And, uh, yeah, man, let's get this album to number one on Billboard. We could do it. That's right. I got people in fucking, and, and by the way, thank you so much. There's people in, like, Australia that bought this shit before it was released. I got a review from Australia. Like, it got released on Friday, 
a week ago, over a week ago. And they were like, Thursday night, people like, got the album. It was funny because they were fucking in Australia. So that's really cool. So all you guys overseas in the UK and everybody, man, I can't thank you enough. And let me know if you bought it. Like, I'll, I'd love to, you know, write you back. I'm serious. Like, I really appreciate it, you know. I uh, you Come and see me at a show. Come up to me. Say what's up. And, and, and I'd love to talk to you and, and do all that stuff because, uh, you know, I can't do this shit without you. So, um, you know. I mean, I could put dope shit out, but who's going to, you know, if you people don't buy it, the fuck. All right, now I'm rambling. Here's where my wife would look at me and just start going, come on, all right, let's go. You, you, you could have got off, you could have got off two minutes ago. And then I would have said, yeah, but it's my show. Stop fucking judging me and stop hanging over me. It's my show. There's a little fucking girl in my son's, this little bitch. I, I mean, I shouldn't call her a bitch. I mean, first grade, it's not nice. But like, there's this little girl who's like mean to the first graders in my son's class. And I don't know how to handle it. And part of me wants to be like, look, you know, fucking lock her in a closet. And then the other part's like, no, you can't do that because then you're, be, you're becoming the bully. She's the bully right now. And it sucks because it's a little girl. So he can't fucking hit her. You know what I mean? Like, if it was a little boy, I'd be like, listen, just tell the guy, look, okay, I don't want to do this, but you keep bothering me, you know. That's the thing, like, a little girl bully can, like, push people and, like, say, you know what I mean? Like, if a little boy bully came up to my son, I would say, and I would, I will, I will tell the principal with a smile on my face, yeah, I told him to punch the kid in the face. In fact, I actually said try to break his nose to really make him not forget it. But you can't do that with a little girl. So I don't know what to do if he should, you know what I mean? Just put glue in her hair and then start fucking calling. I don't know, you know? So hopefully it works out. I know this is a very awkward way to end. the. I could have started the next show with this. Um, thank you guys. Until next week, I'm out of here. I hope you enjoyed it. Later.